Leaders of the House and Senate Ag Committees agreed on a strategy to extend the Farm Bill over the weekend. We'll get reaction and check the odds of keeping the government funded past the end of the week. And it's Monday. You know what that means. It's time for an update from our auction junkie, Machinery Pete. Live from Monday the 13th via Farm Journal broadcast, this is AgriTalk. This morning we'll begin with a conversation with Senator Chuck Grassley. Then it's Machinery Pete, Greg Peterson, and directly following the news, Brett Waltz from BAM WX. I'm Handsome Newsman Davis Michelson, and now, welcome the host of AgriTalk, Chip Lowry. All right, Davis. Hey, thank you so much, buddy. Happy Monday. Yeah, yeah man. Here we are. Here we are. So, did uh, did did everything go okay for your football team this weekend? Everything went just fine. We all did put it. our feet up and uh, didn't didn't do much at all on That's Sunday. That's right. Bye week mm-hmm. for the Chiefs, huh? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So the Cyclones went out to Provo uh-huh. and came home with an impressive win. As I understand, that's in uh, Utah. Utah. Yes. Uh-huh. That game uh-huh. did not kick off until it, it was like nine thirty at night. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Nine thirty. Do they not understand how old I am? Do they not understand how difficult it is for me to stay Bro, up and watch a game like that? It's part of the mental game that they're playing there. They is want it? you to be too tired to support your beloved Cyclones. That's I, what they're angling for, Chip. I made it to the end. At a boy. At a boy. That's you how we win. You. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's pretty easy to stay up and watch a game when they're scoring forty-five points. That's kind mm-hmm. of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sometimes just staying up past 9 p.m. is a victory in itself, isn't yes, it, Chip? It yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Now, there may have been a nap taken before we got there. Oh, see, now that's just smart ball right there. That's, that's good planning, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> nice work. Proud welcome, of you. Welcome. Welcome to AgriTalk. I'm Chip. That is Davis. Uh, Senator Grassley is going to be in here in just a little mm-hmm. bit, and we'll get an update on the odds of passing a continuing resolution to keep the government funded past the end of the week. Inside of that CR is an extension of the 2018 Farm Bill. We'll, we'll get the senator's take on whether or not that is the right strategy uh, mm-hmm. going forward. And, of course, we'll have Greg Peterson at the bottom of the hour. Looking forward to that. Brett Waltz coming up with Weather Outlook as soon as Davis gets wrapped up with the news. Indeed. Well, let's let's start with the National Weather Service view on the weather. Cool okay. temperatures, beneficial rains to cross over the drought-stricken Gulf Coast states. Some accumulating snow expected for higher elevations of the Washington Cascades and northern Rockies over the next few days. Mild air expected across much of the Intermountain West, and stretching eastward across large areas of the Plains and Midwest. We'll get more details from uh, the gang at BAM WX, Chip. Yeah, from Brett here in just a moment. But, boy, it looks good for the Corn Belt this week. Sure do. Well, China bought more than 3 million metric tons of soybeans from the U.S. last week. That's a volume that surprised the market. The move is thought to be a gesture of goodwill ahead of Biden-Xi talks scheduled to take place in San Francisco this Wednesday, Chip. Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing that I want to talk with uh, Senator Grassley about. What exactly are his expectations of what that meeting will be? China bought another 204,000 metric tons of beans this morning. Another 144,000 metric tons of corn was sold to Mexico. Well, Chip, WTI crude oil futures dropped below $77 per barrel, reversing some gains from the previous session. This decline was driven by concerns about slowing demand in the U.S. and China. Both significant consumers of oil presently chipped the uh, December WTI contract up 62 cents this morning, 77.79. But that 77 handle handle persists all the way out to the April 24 and beyond. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we continue to look for what's going to be the next mover in that market. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, a prolonged decline in copper prices presents a significant challenge to the global shift toward renewable energy sources, and it will necessitate large-scale mining operations over the coming years. But, Chip, the current slump in copper demand has led to low copper prices, which in turn discourages investment in the development of those new copper supplies. <laughs> There's all kinds of different tentacles sure. coming off of this issue, and and new mining of a lot of different products is exactly mm-hmm. uh, is is on the list for uh, for what's ahead. All kinds of things not to like. 
Yeah. Well, Jeff, this week marks a significant period for the retail sector as several major U.S. retailers are set to release their third quarter earnings reports. The reports will provide valuable insights into consumer spending trends and the overall health of the economy. Key industry players such as Walmart, Target, and Home Depot will offer their perspectives on their performance as they enter the crucial holiday quarter. And Chip, several early economic indicators suggest it might be a wise decision to delay holiday shopping this year. These signs point to a potentially weaker holiday season compared to the past three years, which could have significant consequences for retailers, economists, and shoppers alike. In other news, foreclosures are on the rise in a complex and risky segment of commercial real estate finance, signaling increasing turmoil in the property market. The surge in foreclosures primarily involves high-risk property loans called mezzanine loans, Chip. And the number of foreclosure notices issued for those kinds of loans has reached a record high this year. The GOP-led House is moving forward with a stopgap bill to prevent a government shutdown past the impending November 17 deadline. But it has introduced a complex laddered continuing resolution with deadlines in January and February drawing criticism from GOP appropriators. Kind of a shotgun approach, Chip, here to some of these appropriations bills. Yeah, and if you want to get this done, if you want to get a continuing resolution done and prevent a government shutdown, complicating Mm -hmm. it is probably not the best thing to do. (laughs) Agreed. You probably want to keep it just as simple as it can be to get this thing done Mm -hmm. so that then the appropriations bills can be handled. But it's it's tough. Hey, Davis, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Sure. Uh, let's bring in Brett Waltz, BAMWX.com. Good morning, Brett. Uh, good morning, Chip. Okay, uh, boy, middle of the country looks great for this week, doesn't it? Yeah, it's going to be a really nice week. 60s and then 70s for many areas over the next several days. It's going to feel a little bit more like October than it will be mid-November over the next seven days. 70s down to the uh, and pretty quiet as well for the most part. Yeah, yeah. When does this pattern break? So there's a cold front that will start to bring down temperatures a little bit to more seasonable levels as we work into early next week. And I do think that with that, we're going to start to get a little bit of a more active pattern as well, especially the central plains and parts of the Ohio Valley. That'll be early next week. And I would look out for around the Thanksgiving Black Friday timeframe for maybe more wintry like weather to try to show up some colder temperatures. uh, And with that continued active pattern, maybe some snow chances in there that can't be ruled out. All right. Well, looks good between now and then. That's that's buying some time. That's for sure. Uh, What about South America? Any any signs of a pattern change? You know, no big changes in South America. Southern Brazil is still going to continue to be uh, kind of excessively wet and really, really hot and dry in central Brazil over the next seven to 10 days. There are maybe some sporadic rains in there as we work towards the last week of the month. But I'm skeptical at this point that it's going to be enough to really be a true pattern. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Brad. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Yep. Thanks. All right. Brett Waltz, BAMWX.com. Grain markets are reflecting that dry forecast, by the way. Uh, soybeans, 25 to 30 cents higher. We've got corn, 5 to 7 cents higher here this morning as well. Okay. Coming up next, we've got Senator Chuck Grassley from Iowa here on AgriTalk. No doubt you've heard of MetLife, but did you know that MetLife Investment Management has over 100 years of ag lending experience? The MetLife Investment Management team maintains close relationships with its borrowers and can structure a customized loan with flexible terms to meet your financial needs. Looking to expand, refinance, or recapitalize? Consider MetLife Investment Management. Learn more at metlife.com forward slash ag. No matter where home is, Dynagro Seed is made to perform on your acres. With a proven track record for consistent performance year after year, Dynagro Seed delivers innovative seed solutions to maximize your local acre. Purchase confidently knowing you have a partner to connect your land with the right seed hybrids and varieties for your local conditions. Book your seed today at your local Nutrient Ag Solutions or visit dynagroseed.com to learn more. Dynagro Seed, made to perform here. 
Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> and now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Every acre tells a story, but to hear it, you need the right tools. Tyrannus Acre Forward Intelligence turns leaf-level data into actionable insights. Read your fields from the palm of your hand. Make decisions with more certainty and speed than ever before. And have a more informed discussion with your retailer to preserve your hard-earned farm legacy, season after season. Every acre tells a story. Find yours at acreforward.com. That's acreforward.com. <coughs> Hello? Man, where are you? I thought you were coming. I can't. I'm in bed with the flu. <coughs> the flu? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Grandma's about to crowd, sir. Man, I'll call you back. Don't get stuck at home with the flu. A flu shot is safe, effective, and you can get it at the same time as your COVID-19 vaccine. A flu shot is the best way to prevent the flu and its potentially serious complications. Don't get flu FOMO. Learn more at GetMyFluShot.org. Brought to you by the AMA, CDC, and the Ad Council. The Scoop Podcast is where we talk about tight supply chains, emerging agronomic challenges, technology tools delivering ROI. I'm Margie Echelkamp, editor of The Scoop and host of The Scoop Podcast. Join me as I interview leaders from across the ag retail sector. Farmers are working hard for every bushel and their trusted advisors are by their side. Find The Scoop Podcast wherever you find podcasts so you are up to date on everything ag retail. We've cleared the schedule for you. Give us a call at 855-482-5524 and join the conversation. And we love it when Senator Chuck Grassley from Iowa is on our schedule like he is right now. Senator Grassley, welcome back to AgriTalk. Of course, I'm always glad to be with you. How are you doing? Doing real fine, real fine. Senator, I want to start with a couple of things here. First off, this weekend was Veterans Day. Um, I, I we, We've shared our thanks to the families of, of veterans and to the veterans here on the air, but what is your message out there? Well, thanks to all the people that put their life on the line to defend our system of government, our uh, freedoms and liberties, uh, particularly the principle of limited government because all powers rest with the people. And we're one of the few societies in the history of humankind that's ever had that sort of uh, uh, yeah. philosophy about limited government. And uh, the people that fight to defend our freedoms uh, fight for the individualism of Americans so that each American can decide for themselves what they want to do. And we need to thank them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I knew it'd be worth hearing your message there. Uh, uh, one other thing, I know that the UNI women's basketball game did not go your way against the University of Iowa, but you were there for a, 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 an historic moment with Caitlin Clark from the University of Iowa. What was that like? Well, uh, just to see her from a distance, uh, I suppose if I had said to Lisa Bluter, the coach that I'd like to meet Caitlin. I could have done it. I had a nice conversation with uh, Lisa's husband, who I've known for a long period of time. And he, he uh, said I should wait uh, until the game's over and then I could meet Caitlin. But I had to leave for, for Washington, D.C. before the game got over. So I left uh, about the beginning of the fourth quarter. And okay. so I didn't see the end. And uh, and I'm just sorry that I couldn't meet Caitlin, but uh, she's a powerhouse, and it was and it was a privilege just to be there to see her play. Yeah, yeah. I I have not been able to see her play in person yet. I hope it's something that I can get done. Um, and we've got a year and a half. She's already set the scoring record for the University of Iowa, and we've still got most of this season and next season left 
with her on the floor there. It, it's uh, it's going to be quite a ride here, no question. Okay. Yeah. The re- re- remember her her uh, sixth year though is something that's there because of the pandemic. She's yep. uh, uh, she's in her senior year now. She could play one more year. Yeah. But if you can make a couple million dollars a year playing professional basketball, I wouldn't doubt but what she might score for that. But she, yeah. she's in, in Iowa because she wants to promote Iowa, and she's the big reason that uh, the entire season is sold out at the University of Iowa. Yep, yep, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, top priority this week, stopgap spending bill. Is that right? Uh, yes, it's got to be done by November the 17th. Hopefully it'll be done a little bit sooner. Uh, we'll be out of session next week because of uh, Thanksgiving holiday, and uh, we've got to get it done. And there's some evidence that they're going to extend the uh, farm bill for one more year, the 2018 farm bill for one more year with a clean extension. And uh, I hope that's true so we can give farmers some certainty for next year. Okay. I was going to ask if that was the right strategy. Seems it, it sounds like you think it is. Well, uh, the, the impossibility of getting a farm bill done in the next uh, four weeks of this year that the Senate's going to be in session is practically an impossibility, plus a lot of other stuff that has to get done. And you aren't going to do a farm bill in one day in the United States Senate. Right, right. Should the continuing resolution, should it include aid to Ukraine and Israel? And and how should that be handled? Well, uh, let's put it this way. I support aid to Israel. I support aid to Ukraine. If it's separately, as separate bills, I would vote for each. If they're grouped together as two uh, two aids in one package, I'd vote for that. If it were included in the continuing resolution, I would vote for that. But uh, it looks to me like they're going to come along separately. Okay. I think if if they if they're going to have a chance of passage, especially in the House, won't it have? Won't they have to come along separately? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Senator uh, Jim Wiesmeyer from Pro Farmer and I were talking a little bit ago. He reminded me that you used to be the chairman of the Senate Finance Panel with jurisdiction over trade policy. Are you concerned about Biden's trade policy not pushing for greater market access for U.S. products via bilateral agreements, multilateral agreements, any you know apparent effort on trade issues? It is really a big shortcoming of this administration and particularly not treating agriculture with the high premium that they ought to. The 2% of the people that produce the food for the other 98% also produce about a third more than is consumed uh, domestically. And if we want to sell it, we've got to uh, export it and uh, getting tariff barriers down are the way to do that. And the shortcoming of this administration is they don't even want to use the word free trade. Yeah. Uh, they talk about, uh, well, I don't know what words they use, but they don't use the word free trade. They that's don't right. want to negotiate tariffs down. Uh, and and that's a, a big uh, negative to American agriculture. Yes. Yeah. Uh, next month, the Biden administration is going to decide whether corn ethanol qualifies uh, to be eligible in the production of sustainable aviation fuel. Have you heard, Do you have any insight on this, uh, which direction the administration might be leaning? No, the only insight I have is what I and a lot of Midwestern people support. It's to use the uh, European model for... Uh, the uh, the uh, uh, the help that it gets uh, and and that's very necessary for grain uh, in our nation and uh, and I've uh, signed letters separately and with other members of the Senate uh, to urge the Department of Treasury 
to go along with what we call CREET, C-R-E-E-T, and I'm not sure what the acronym stands for, but let me assure you that that's what we have to have if this administration really wants to benefit agriculture uh, and uh, keep prices of grain high. Right, right. Um, Okay, I've got time for this one before I get to one last one that I think is really important. Chinese President Xi and President Biden are going to be meeting this week. What do you expect from that meeting? Well, I don't expect much out of it, but I do think that it's an opportunity for the president to show real strength and to hit uh, Xi on his hum- human rights policies with the, with the Uyghurs or the Muslims of the northwest of China. Uh, to hit them on stealing uh, property, uh, intellectual property uh, from our uh, in- innovators, uh, to uh, to make sure that he makes clear that the the South China Sea is open for transportation by all countries. About a third of the worldwide transportation of commerce goes through the Straits of Malacca and the other ones there in the South China Sea. And uh, we need to be tough about that and tough about uh, his not invading uh, Taiwan. If he if our president shows weakness, as he has in dealing with some other countries, uh, it's going to just encourage Xi uh, to be more aggressive. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Got about 45 seconds left for this one. What do you expect? uh, How do you expect the investigation into President Biden and the Biden family to progress this week? Well, it's going to progress by having the open hearings that we've subpoenaed people. Obviously, I'm in the minority in the Senate. You aren't going to hear most, much of this from Johnson and me. We've been working on it for five years, but mm-hmm. most of it's going to take place in the House of Representatives because of the subpoena power. And I expect them to show uh, that the Bidens have uh, used the power of government to enrich themselves. All right, Senator. Well, I know that a lot of listeners are wishing you uh, uh, would encourage you to continue that effort in the investigation into uh, the handling of some of those funds by the Biden family. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, If I don't talk to you before Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to all the farmers out there that are producing the food. For the other 98% to enjoy on Thursday, a week from Thursday. Excellent. Thank you so much. Senator Chuck Grassley from Iowa. This is Andrew McCray, host of the American Countryside. I'm also a farmer and rancher from Northwest Missouri, and I hope you'll join me each week for Farming the Countryside as we take a look at the top issues impacting agriculture as told by the people farming and working in their industry. We'll talk about markets and trade, share some of the latest tips and trends for grain and livestock producers, and take a look at trends impacting rural America. Join me for Farming the Countryside on many local radio stations or on your favorite podcast platform, or just go to farmingthecountryside.com. Hey, y'all, I'm Kelly Clarkson. Every American dreams of creating a better life for his or her family. But in some communities, those dreams face difficult challenges. When we come together to help those in need get the same opportunities as everyone else, we truly are making our country a better place to live for all of us. So look for volunteer opportunities in your community to help others achieve the American dream, all right? This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force. Time for Markets Now with the experts from ProFarmer. Joining us now, ProFarmer editor Brian Grady. Beach taking a look at corn and soybeans. They were higher this morning, extending gains into mid-morning. What's happening? Yeah, absolutely, Chip. Uh, just explosive gains, especially in the soybean market and the soy meal market. Uh, soybeans, we had another daily sale uh, going to China this morning. So uh, we're now almost up to 3.2 million tons since November 3rd on daily sales to either China or unknown. So um, big demand news there. Brazilian crop concerns also adding to the uh, the mix yeah. of buying this morning and uh, um, just explosive. And, and the meal market, uh, we can't forget about that. The front end of the meal market's almost $20 higher here at mid-morning and, and so definitely providing support. Uh, that's spilling over into the corn market. Uh, we had a daily corn sale to Mexico this morning. So some fundamental support there, but the bulk of the buying 
is is being generated in soybeans and soy meal and, and spilling over into corn. Wheat is ignoring what's happening in corn and soybeans so much that it's almost shocking. It's flat. Yeah, uh, you know, just limited buyer interest and, and has traded lower uh, for most of the morning. We're starting mm-hmm. to see somewhat of a mixed tone here um, on spillover. But, uh, boy, wheat's just a dog at the moment. Yeah, yep. Uh, looking over at the livestock trade, it's good to see some plus signs in the cattle complex. Yeah, absolutely. Some corrected buying. Uh, didn't start out the best this morning. Uh, limited uh, um, strength and, and actually a little bit of weakness. But uh, we're seeing buyer interest build through mid-morning here and, and now moderate uh, strength in live cattle futures and uh, strong gains in uh, most of the feeder cattle contracts, uh, despite the strength in the corn market this morning. And then on the uh, hog side of things, uh, slight to moderate gains there uh, as they continue to narrow up the discounts to the cash index. Excellent, Brian. Thanks, buddy. That is Pro Farmer Editor Brian Grady on Markets Now. Hi, I'm Ag Day host Clinton Griffiths, and I invite you to join me each morning as we cover the nation's food system, from fields of green to orchards of orange and livestock everywhere in between. America runs on agriculture, and here at Ag Day, agriculture is what we do best. Listen as our analysts track the markets, learn about innovations in technology and sustainability, and live the country lifestyle through the eyes of rural America. Join me, Clinton Griffiths, for Ag Day, the country experience. Mom's early Alzheimer's diagnosis was hard to take. And when I left the oven on, we decided together that it was time to see a doctor and make a plan. Early detection gave us more time to seek out information and support as a family. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. For more information, visit alz.org slash time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Opinions expressed on AgriTalk do not necessarily reflect the views of Farm Journal Broadcasting, affiliate stations, or sponsors. Machine repeat here, folks. This segment of AgriTalk brought to you by our friends at Dakota Ag Innovations, makers of Dakota Shine, the best way I've seen to fix faded paint. Go to dakotashine.com or call 888-996-7801. Welcome back to AgriTalk. I'm Chip. Yeah. Uh, that is Davis. Boy, the senator's got a busy schedule, doesn't he? He sure does. He sure does. Holy lots smokes. to lots to get 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 done, and they're a short time to do it. And he still finds a way to have some fun. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Go to that UNI basketball game, women's basketball game yesterday afternoon. He's a big fan of UNI sports. He's a big fan of all sports in the state of Iowa. Um, but uh, boy. Every opportunity that he gets, he will be at a uh, UNI sporting event. There's no question about it. All right. Let's get to uh, our regular Monday feature, and that is Greg Peterson, Machinery Pete. Good morning, Greg. How you doing, buddy? Hey, doing well, guys. How are you doing? Doing real fine, real fine. Maybe it's just me, but I don't hear Chip anymore. Got awful quiet. He you're, said he was real there, fine, right, and, then, and then he disappeared. Yep, I'm. All right, I'm still here, guys. All right. H- how so, you doing? Uh, <laughs> thought you were. I thought you were ghosting me. <laughs> we were thinking about it. We were thinking about it. Maybe Chip didn't hear the end of the meeting where we're like, "No, let's not do that." Um, <laughs> Pete, let's. Okay, I'm back. Let's talk about good used loader tractors. They've been hot. Can you prove it? <laughs> yes, I can prove it in spades, guys. Uh, unbelievable uh, pick of the week this week. It was a really tough choice. We had a couple, well, more than a couple records on a uh, tractor set. We've been talking about good use loader tractors. And uh, man, Friday on a farm auction in Harrisonville, Missouri, uh, just incredible sale. It was the Phil Kelly Farm Estate Auction by Anstein Auctions. And they had a 2002 John Deere 7410. Uh, with a loader, a low hour, 1,612 hours. So again, we knew it was going to be hot, mm-hmm. pre-def, pre-tier four, loader tractor, low hours. But it brought 139, which, I mean, if you look in our auction prices, which are free to look at at machinerypeat.com, that's a record by 34500 bucks. Uh, so, I mean... <laughs> it, it was so hot that the next day, Saturday morning, I'm in the grocery store here in Rochester, and 
had my machinery Pete jacket on. Some guy came came by and goes, Hey Pete. We started talking. It was Brian from Spring Valley, Minnesota. And he goes, Yeah, my dad and I have been looking for a 7410. And I was like, uh, did you see the one yesterday? And he just smiled. He's like, Yep, we saw it. But uh yeah, I mean, that was incredible. And then the very next day, uh sat last this past Saturday. Uh, if we went over to Orange City, Iowa, it was a farm retirement auction for Cannon Lowry Rowan Horse, sailed by Zomer Company Realty and Auction. And they had another 7410 that set a record, a two-wheel drive on the sale. But I got to start with the 4755 on this sale. It was a 91 okay. model, two-wheel drive, 5,072 hours, one owner. All of Cannon Lowry's stuff was beautiful. Uh, and it went for 82,000 bucks and that's an all time high on a John Deere 4755. Now I've been doing this 34 years. So, uh, I've seen a lot of 4755s. That was a record by 11,750 bucks. And again, it was a two wheel drive. Um, and now in fact, the four highest auction prices ever on 4755s, they're all since mid-March. March 14th. So, uh, so again, that was one That's... on that sale Saturday. Then the, again, there was a 7410, a two wheel drive, an O2 model, 4,400 hours with a loader, one owner, and that brought 80,000. And that's the highest auction price ever on a 7410 two wheel drive. So, okay. uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing. The tractor market is, this is absolutely as hot as we've ever seen it. Yeah, Greg, we were saying the same thing a year ago heading into Thanksgiving. But here it is yeah. a year later, and we still are saying this, it's as hot as ever. Yeah, it's actually, we go back to October of 20 when when someone flipped the light switch on, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just got hotter and hotter. And particularly right now, the second half of 23 here, pre-def, pre-tier four, of course, you know that's always been a force, but it's just, I, it's just getting stronger and stronger. Um, now it's not just the pre pre def stuff because that same sale Saturday, there was a thirteen model John Deere sixty one twenty five M, again two wheel drive, so pretty unusual, eleven hundred forty two hours, one owner. That went for seventy one thousand. That's the highest ever on a two wheel drive, and again it's a thirteen model. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, what we're running into there. Is you know it's not pre-def, but it's a truth that I've seen for 34 years. Is that when tractors or any piece of equipment get to be about 10 years old, the price gap between the new one mm-hmm. and that nice 10-year-old one, mm-hmm. it's it's moth moth to the flame. Everyone starts going, oh, I want that one because yeah. the new ones are so high. And then you've had supply issues the past few years, but uh, yeah, that sale Saturday. Uh, just a couple other examples how clean Ken and Lori's stuff was. They had a 14 model John Deere 1756 roll planner, which is kind of fun to see. One owner yeah. that went for 33,000 bucks. And then a 2012 oh. Komatsu F- FG 25T forklift propane, 1236 hours, went for 25 one. So uh, that was a hot. I wish I could have been over there in Orange Th- City on Saturday. That was quite 30,000 plus for a six row corn planter. Yeah, nine, almost 10 years old. Holy That's what smokes. I said, 33000 bucks. But again, there you run into, well, you know, they're just not as many six-row new ones being made. Uh, what do they cost when you find them? So here again, it's all relative because, again, yeah. that people have that reaction that you just had, Chip, like, oh, my God, for a 10-year-old one, that's, well, but again, yeah. what does a new one cost? Right. And that, that's been a truth right. I've seen for 34 years doing this. So it's yep. just, it's amazing to watch. And All right. Not, it really, what it drives the truth, truth back home is folks take great care of your equipment. And then this is the kind of yeah. stuff that can happen. Right. Right. Absolutely. Okay. And it's not just green equipment. Take us over to Preston. Yeah. Another loader tractor on the higher horsepower side, but earlier this month, November 2nd, Lake Preston, South Dakota, uh, it was a 2005 New Holland TG285 with a loader, a 92LB loader. with It only had 430 hours on it. So, again, mm-hmm. you're pre-def here in 05 model, low hours. You know it's going to be hot. Well, how hot? 153 and a quarter 
It's 20,750 over the record I've ever seen. And that record, by the way, was set on one of the most famous auctions I've ever covered, December 1st of 2009. So it was 14 years ago that record stood uh, of 132.5 on a TG-285, Madison, South Dakota. So again, just blown away November 2nd in Lake Preston. And that's, that's what I'm seeing all over the place on good condition stuff. Out of the south, the north, the east, the west. That's just, that's the way the market is right now. Yep, yep. Always shedded matters, doesn't it, Greg? Always shedded, one owner, average to lower hours. You are sitting on the Willy Wonka golden ticket if you're looking to sell. <laughs> but then your problem would be if you had to replace it. <laughs> yeah, right. Good luck. Then you're like the guy in the grocery store that I bumped into. Yeah. It just it takes more money. So you can call, you can chalk this all up to inflation if you want, whatever. But it's uh, there's supply issues. And again, collectively, the market is just deciding that these older pre-def tractors are that well, everyone wants and, them. And so and they, Greg, they're going Greg, for more money. You know, there there have been many times and there's many issues where Davis and I kind of make the joke about you had one job to do. OK. And, you know, if if the guy fails, he's out of a job. Mm -hmm. The job that these guys need to do is to make sure that they've got the equipment to, that they need to get the job done. And yep. when, when with everything that you just mentioned, they're out there and, and bidding it up and, and making sure that they've got what they need. What do you got coming up? Hey, two sales end of the week, folks. Keep an eye on Thursday, online dealer auction by Matichek Implement. It's on auction time. You can go to Matichek. Uh, dot com as well, but four late model Case Edge quad tracks, three 22 model 620s loaded with warranty, also a 20 model 580 with warranty, absolute sale, no buyer's fee. Uh, that's Thursday. And then Friday, Medford, Minnesota, Hamilton okay. Maring Auction Group retirement sale for Paul and Cindy Moss. Low hour John Deere tractors, just like we've been saying, there's an 04 8520 T, 2100 hours. An 07 95 24 wheel drive, 3714 hours, and an 08 John Deere 8130 with 3960 hours. New duels. I think Friday in Medford, that's going to be another hot one. Yeah. Well, when we've uh, we've learned to identify the change in your in your tones, uh, Greg, <laughs> and you're kind of excited about this auction on Friday, then, aren't you? Yeah, well, like we say, three years of this, I've run out of adjectives about a year and a half ago. There just aren't any more. So I, I, I don't like sounding like a broken record, folks. But as someone who's just been the scorekeeper on the market for 34 years, I mean, this is unprecedented what we're seeing now. The scale that these uh, these these good condition items are bringing, and uh, it you know it's fun to report on. I, I feel you if you're looking to buy, it's tough. But uh, again. You know, good taking how, great care of your equipment. I mean, it just pays. It pays. It pays. It pays. Yep. How full is the schedule between now and the end of the year? Uh, it's busy. I think a lot of farmers are. You know, there's a feeling out there of maybe trying to catch. Uh, well, it's just this market's just continued on. So, uh, yeah. the year end is always strong. Uh, I think a lot of farmers may be pushing things up a little bit to get to the end of twenty three here. So it's going to be busy. Gotcha. Gotcha. Good stuff, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, sounds great. All right. That is Greg Peterson, Machinery Pete. Okay. Uh, wow. It, that's as hot as it gets right there with what is going on in the used equipment markets. Davis and I will be right back to wrap things up. Has your child swallowed your medicine, your laundry detergent, your nail polish remover? Call the Poison Helpline. Have you inhaled paint thinner, blue pesticides? Call the Poison Helpline. Have a question about a dose, a fume, something your kid just drank? Call the Poison Helpline. Poisonings can happen at the home, on the job, or in the great outdoors. Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call 1-800-222-1222 anytime, anywhere. 1-800-222-1222. Save the number, save a life. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Hey! 
Hey guys, it's me, Isabella Gomez, filling in for Smokey Bear because he's got more to say than just... Only you can prevent wildfires. Like, if you're outside enjoying a barbecue, don't let a hamburger distract you from fire safety. Make sure you aren't dumping your hot coals or ashes onto the ground because that could start a wildfire. So take wildfire prevention seriously and let's save the world one day at a time. Juntos con Smokey Bear, podemos hacerlo. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Kelly Clarkson, and as the daughter of a school teacher, I know just how important education is. No matter how old you are or your situation, continuing to learn will enrich your life and help remove barriers you didn't even know were there. So much opportunity, y'all. Whether it's a foreign language, history, or a different way to look at things, take some time each day to learn something new. This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force. I taught for 20 years, until I started forgetting my lectures. Eventually, he had to quit. Getting his early Alzheimer's diagnosis was hard, but it gave us time to take control of the situation, together. I can't imagine going through this without him. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. For more information, visit alz.org slash time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Always up early, always getting the job done, always working as hard as you can, always pushing for more, because you never settle. For farmers who seek outstanding performance they can count on, the only brand is DeKalb Corn, featuring a broad portfolio of products precision bred to maximize profit potential on every field. DeKalb brand, never settle. See us at DeKalb.com. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. For some farmers, soybeans are on their mind 24-7. If you're all about the beans, then Asgrow brand is all about you. That's why we've dedicated ourselves to developing truly localized products. Products with leading genetics and top-tier weed management. Products that maximize the profit potential on every acre you've got. You're serious about soybeans, and we're serious about your success. Visit Asgrow.com. It's all about the beans. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. We are hearing a lot about Climate Smart Agriculture, and that's because USDA launched its $3 billion investment into the effort. I'm joined by Farm Journal Senior VP for Climate Smart Agriculture, Jimmy Emmons, to talk about this program. Okay, Jimmy, these Climate Smart Ag efforts, that is your focus at Farm Journal. What are you working on? Well, Farm Journal has one of these USDA-funded Climate Smart programs. And we're just really getting it off the ground now, Chip, and ready to talk about it. We want to help producers with technical assistance, cost share to implement practices that they're interested in. And we have about 16 practices that range from nitrogen reduction to grazing land management. Unique to our project, though, is that we've been working with tech companies to help our enrolled producers gather and digitize the data that they will need to help share with the market to be compensated for these practices. Okay, now that data gathering and using it, why is that an important piece? Well, that's really where these markets are going, Chip. These food companies are out there looking for sources, inputs that have been grown in these climate smart practices for their own ESG reporting. And of course, that's where they may be additional financial compensation for these producers. Okay, perfect. So who is eligible for this funding and how do they find out more information? We're just now getting started enrolling folks, but we've really been working in 19 states from Florida to North Dakota. We're interested in row crops, ranches, specialty crops, and dedicated part of the program to small acre farmers. People can go to trustinfood.com slash grow to find out more. Trustinfood.com slash grow to learn more about it. Thank you, Jimmy. Jimmy Emmons, Farm Journal Senior VP for Climate Smart Agriculture. Your next piece of equipment is on MachineRepeat.com. Search equipment from dealerships across the country to find what you're looking for. Only on MachineRepeat.com. Welcome back to AgriTalk, everyone. Your pal, Davis Michelson here. Monday, Monday, Monday. Good morning, everybody. Chip Flory standing by. What's shaking, buddy? Oh, nothing but the leaves and the trees. 
Ooh, nice. They wouldn't well, be shaking if it wasn't for the breeze. I guess I guess they got to shake it while they can. <laughs> that's right. They're, they're about uh, to fall off if they're still up there. It all right. goes down, man. Yep. Uh, good talk with, with Senator Chuck Grassley. I do want to clarify something. Um, I fell asleep for just a second. Uh, when I came out of it, he was talking trade, and he said they won't even use the words free trade. Free trade. trade. He's Who right. Who is they? Who is they? The Biden administration. They don't talk bo- about free trade. They don't that- talk about pursuing yeah. uh, agreements. They talk more about, and now let me say this right up and make it clear. Mm-hmm. It's not all that different than the Trump administration when it came to trade. Mm-hmm. But the difference is, is that the Trump administration was out aggressively seeking handshake deals. Mm-hmm was out aggressively seeking ways to expand the market for 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 US product whether it be ag product or not the the that's the big difference but the Trump administration was not interested in multilateral trade agreements was mm-hmm. not even that interested in bilateral trade agreements it mm-hmm. it, it was all about Let's go out and explain to each other why we should be doing business together. And the the Trump administration had a great opportunity to do that with uh, with the UK to to move immediately into a free trade agreement with the UK and and didn't get that done. And uh, the Biden administration hasn't done anything about it either. Is it is it safe to say the similarity lies the Venn diagram intersects between the Trump administration and the Biden administration in the idea on trade? It's my way or the highway kind of a thing, sort of this lockout mentality. Well, you don't you don't like the you don't like the terms. Well, heck with you then. We'll move on. Is that fair to say? I Just think in different ways. The kind Venn of. diagram intersects on ambiguity. Uh, leave them thinking. Which way is the U.S. going to go next on trade? See, so you can. So I don't they like can, that. They can continue to use it. In their opinion, they can continue to use it as leverage on someone that we are doing business with. Okay. That hey, maybe it'll be here. Maybe it won't be here. We don't know. Yeah. We don't have an agreement. We don't need. We're not tied into anything. Okay. Hmm. Uh, that that's concerning. Now, China did the Buy America tour what two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has turned into bean business. That China has booked a good amount of U.S. soybeans. They bought more again this morning. Mm-hmm. But this this added wrinkle that the bean buys have been made in it, it uh, to uh, kind of pave the way for some good relations in this China-U.S. meeting that's happening this week mm-hmm. in San Francisco. So I don't want to be the first one to say it, and I'm sure I'm not. So as soon as the meeting is over, you know what we're all going to be watching for, right? What are we going to be watching for? Cancellations of bean buys by China. Ah, I didn't want to go there. Well, I don't want that. Yeah, I I don't want that either. I I don't want it either. Well, but if that is the game that is being played, right, right, it is something that I think we need to be aware of. Yeah, and that, yeah, that that makes one wonder: what can we really call these now, goodwill purchases? Is there goodwill behind the purchases? I would say in that event, no. Right, right. That that's right. Uh, well, and here's the thing. Uh, for but the, but, yeah. Go on. The big th- the big thing is, the big thing is the the strongest argument against that happening is the uh the the condition in um uh the central or northern production areas of brazil it is just mm-hmm. flat out hot 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 and it is dry it, brett said something about you know there might be a chance for some scattered showers that will do nothing uh the from right. what i've seen that's in the forecast for central Brazil, you, the, yeah, there is an opportunity for some, uh, for a disruption in the the pattern, with some light precipitation, but very light, very scattered, very non-drought breaking, and 
it's time to call it what it is. It is a drought in Brazil. Well, as I'm looking at the markets here, we're kind of off to an okay start this week. I've got corn <laughs> suddenly is up a dime. I got beans yep. up 30 cents, yep. uh, 31 in the in the January contract here. And yet when this discussion makes me feel like, geez, maybe when I see a pop, I need to get in there, sell some rallies, and expect pressure to come on the heels of, of support. Well, be prepared and... Uh... <clears throat> You know, the, the attitude that I've been picking up from guest analysts on the afternoon mm-hmm. show has been that rallies need to be sold. Now, mm-hmm. is a push up to 473, 474 in D scorn, is that, is that the rally? Or is a move above five bucks a rally? I'm not exactly sure at this point, but boy, as the puts are getting cheaper, Mm-hmm. and uh, the strike prices are getting higher, <laughs> I think you need to have a plan and be thinking about what you're going to be doing there. Okay, Matt Campbell from StoneX, and I can say it now. Matt Campbell, fresh off his win at BYU. <laughs> uh, no, not that Matt <laughs> oh, Campbell. No. Uh, <laughs> you got the uh, cyclone Matt... fever is what you got. <laughs> That's right. Matt Campbell from StoneX is going to be on the show this afternoon with us. So we will be talking about the fundamentals in the marketplace, run through some of the what-if scenarios. What if these are goodwill purchases that are canceled later if there is no goodwill at the meeting in San Francisco? Uh, We'll run through some scenarios on what's going on in uh, South America as well because boy oh boy and we continue to think of this as a bean issue Mm -hmm. is it a bean issue or is it more of a corn issue that's one of the things we're going to be talking about with uh, Matt Campbell from Stonex this afternoon right here on AgriTalk In farming you don't do anything halfway because putting in half the effort yields only half the reward. Protivate Nutritional Seed Enhancer from Coke Agronomic Services is a dual-purpose solution that gives young crops critical nutrients for early uniform emergence, plus seed circulation and flowability. And with multiple formulations, you'll find the right fit. Plant smarter with Protivate. To get started, contact your Coke Agronomic Services representative or local ag retailer, or visit getgreatergrowth.com. Talking to your kids about the dangers of vaping can be hard. Getting them to listen to hot gossip is easy. So here's some drama you could share with your kid. Dude, did you hear about Cassie and Jake? No, but did you hear that vaping can cause irreversible lung damage and nicotine affects brain development? (gasps) Nuh-uh. You don't need to gossip if you want to have an open conversation about vaping. So if you want to get tips on when and how to talk to your kids, visit TalkAboutVaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. 